Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, it's another day in the Premier League and another day of Premier League Daily as well. Opinion, news, analysis, gossip from the world's best league every single day of the season. If you like what you hear, make sure you've subscribed and please drop us a review however you listen to your podcasts as well. But let's crack on with today's show. We're going to be talking about Manchester City avoiding a transfer ban. We're going to talk about Liverpool and Chelsea in surely the biggest game of the season or (laughs) Europe's version of the Community Shield anyway. And we'll cover off a little bit of transfer gossip as well. We're going to do that in the company of Marley Anderson. Hello. Steve McNaughton. Hi, mate. And I'm Jim Salverson. Right, let's kick off with Manchester City. Because Manchester City have avoided a transfer ban after they admitted breaking FIFA rules on signing youth players. They have instead been fined 370,000 Swiss francs, which just seems a bit weird anyway. The fact they're doing it in Swiss what francs, currency that is. Just I'm amazed they didn't do it in Deutsche francs or something like that. <laughs> it's probably 29 quid. <laughs> but here to give us the inside track of exactly what happened, we've got the athletic Sam Lee on the phone. Evening, Sam. Hello. Hello. Thanks for coming on. So, right, Hi, Sam. sum this up for us, because it's a reasonably complicated scenario that Man City have found themselves in. So exactly what have City been accused or found guilty of doing well yeah as you say kind of um, signing youth players um, outside of FIFA's rules and you know there's a lot of different rules on that it can be I think they need to be signed to clubs within 50 kilometres of borders and all all this kind of thing Um, or you know it can be signing players uh, under specific ages you know you're only allowed to move when you're 16 I believe Um, but the thing is, there's not been too many details given out about this. I spoke to City last night. They hadn't been given kind of, kind of the full documentation by FIFA. I don't think FIFA have, have given out too much. But basically, the long and the short of it is they've been found guilty of 
um, you know, buying buying young players, contrary to FIFA's rules. But that's not really what people are interested in, is it? It's more about why they haven't got a transfer ban, which Chelsea got obviously this year, and Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid have got in the past. I mean, that's exactly it. There seems to be an impression from football fans that City have got away with this a little bit. Is that the feeling from within the club as well? Um, well, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Um, I think the main feeling that there's two reasons, mainly for why you know supporters and myself, you know, I was surprised as well they didn't get one, um, and that's because obviously the precedent is there on the face of it. If it's the same stuff as you know Chelsea and Atletico and all those clubs I mentioned have been found guilty of, then you'd expect the punishment to be the same. And also, as part of the whole football leagues kind of documents dump that was at the end of last year. Um, Politiken, I think it's the Danish newspaper that was working with football leagues, they had a story saying, you know, documents that they'd obtained from FIFA suggested that a two-year transfer ban had been recommended. So a lot Mm. of people had kind of taken their cue from that. So there was an expectation, rightly or wrongly, that City were going to get a ban. Uh, Now, whether those documents were we're right in the first place, whether the recommendation was a two a two year ban and then the actual judicial body has handed out a punishment as less than that, I'm not sure we'll find out because obviously those are the, the documents that are obtained by football leagues. But the crux of the matter, as far as I've been able to tell, is that it's it's not it's not similar to Chelsea's and Chelsea's is the one that everyone's mentioning, but it, it's not similar. I think Chelsea had 39, uh, sorry, 29 cases, I think yeah. it was. Um, again, I've not been able to get hold of the specific numbers, but it's, the message is it's significantly less at City. I think, I think a lot of people are saying two because there's two specific cases outlined in that political report. I, mm. think, it, I think it's a bit more than two, but a lot less than, than 29. And also, um, it kind of relates to young players. In a lot of cases, I think it relates to young players Going on trial with City or, or playing in you know matches with their youth teams rather than being signed, so it's not quite to that extent um, in terms of seriousness. And probably the main well, there's two other main things. Um, I think the rules were clarified at the end of 2016. Uh, before that, I think they were a bit wishy-washy. So FIFA clarified them, and since then. City haven't been found guilty of any breaches at all since the rules were clarified. And FIFA, I believe, they communicated to City that the breaches they were found guilty of, they were at least kind of in the spirit of the old the old regulations that yeah. made it clear enough. So well, it City said it was it a misunderstanding like, of the yeah. rules, didn't they? They kind of excused well, it as go, they yeah. didn't quite know what was supposed to be going on rather than deliberately flaunting the restrictions. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it seemingly FIFA have found as well. Like, like I say, they, they've decided that the, any rule breaches were in the spirit of the old rules, which were, yeah, as City say, like misunderstandable. You know, they, they weren't very clear. And the other thing that's come out this morning is last month FIFA changed their kind of disciplinary procedures as well, and City's last submission was this month. So the new the new FIFA procedures which some people might laugh at or joke about or whatever, maybe because it's to do with City or because, you know, it's just coincidence. But they FIFA now say that if a if a party admits wrongdoing, they can you know, they obviously plead guilty and suggest a punishment. Now I don't know whether City said fine as three hundred and seventy thousand for his francs. 
but City have obviously admitted You wouldn't do. It. If you were City, you'd go, let us eat lots of ice cream or something like that. It would be like a, <laughs> be like a five-year-old be funny, punishment yeah. suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Can you stop your wife from investigating us over financial <laughs> fair play? That would be what I'd suggest. Um, but, yeah, so yeah, the other part of it is, so you've got, on the one hand, you've got relatively small breaches or at least breaches that were kind of, well, in, in FIFA's eyes, in the spirit of the rules as they, as they were supposed to look. And on the other hand, you've got City going, well, we accepted it. It wasn't a massive breach. It wasn't a serious issue. It's not of the scale of other clubs. I'm not sure if they actually mentioned other clubs in their submissions. You would imagine they did. And in the end, you've got this punishment, which is, yeah, 370,000 Swiss francs and, and no transfer ban. Obviously, you've got a lot of uproar about it because that's the nature of football. And, yeah, that's just how things work. And it's understandable as well. It's human nature. You think, oh, well, if this is the same thing as Chelsea have done, then why haven't we got the same punishment? But it just seems to be, if you have a little look into it and speak to the right people or get your knees from the right places, whichever way, it, I don't know, it kind of seems fair enough they haven't got a transfer ban. Mm. It seems fair enough to me based on what I've heard. Sam, cheers for joining us. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. No problem, guys. Thank you. Cheers. That's Sam Lee from The Athletic, and he'll be joining us on Saturday's weekend preview show on Premier League Daily as well. Steve, do you think City have got away with this one? Is that how you feel as a member of the opposition fan base? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's a bit of a storm and a sequel, to be fair. I think if it's a, an, a historical offence from, you know, pre-2016 and Man City have said, listen, yeah, we, we, we've kind of got this one wrong and it's only a couple of of, of instances because let's face it, I bet you all clubs do it. Um, yeah. I think, you know, to get a fine and I've just converted it into English pounds from Swiss francs of 314 and a half grand. Increasing every day, <laughs> uh, though, the way the, tra- the yeah, transfer... Yeah, I uh, think it's it's a, it's a slap on the wrist that Man City will, will gladly take for just for it to go away. Um, as an opposition supporter and, and as a Liverpool fan who's probably going to be in a race with Man City this season, I don't really think it affects anything. I feel a bit indifferent about it, to be fair. Do you know what? The thing that... I think you're right. I think City, it seems kind of right compared to what Chelsea had and what's being suggested, the number of infringements and all that. But what it says to me is that the fines that are dished out by governing bodies now are completely disproportionate from where football is at the moment. And here, this is a big fine in terms of football, but Mm -hmm. then you compare it to, say, for example, the fines that are handed out for racism at grounds, which should be... Much bigger, they're like twenty grand or something oh, it's, like it's, that. It's an absolute joke. They UEFA, need to catch up. Yeah, UEFA don't take t- take any of that seriously. I don't think. I mean, to dish out for racism, which is obviously a very serious offence, which none of us want to see or hear. Um, to be finding clubs twenty thousand pounds and saying, "Oh, you have to play a game behind closed doors," it mm. is an absolute joke, and it actually makes me blood boil how the lack of seriousness mm. about that. Uh, this is 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 something that I just think. Um, they just needed it to go away because it was lingering and I think, you know, they, they'll take the medicine for it and they'll move on and like, and like, like Sam just said, from, since 2016, they've been exemplary on it so you can't really fault them for that, I don't think. I, I agree, to be honest, yeah. Um, I think they've got lucky on this this occasion that they, they sort of, um, you know, committed the offences before the rules were were cleaned up, but it's it's like well, got lucky, and also there was no clarification there. Yeah, for them to actually but adhere to in the first place. UEFA lack is, of clarification. Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> we're seeing a pattern with it though. Like you know, UEFA bring in a rule, and it's not clear at first. So everyone, all the smart ones, go, well, if it's not clear, there's loopholes everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. City have exploited these loopholes and thought we've got backup because you didn't make it clear, 
And then they made it clear, and they were like, right, they've closed that loophole, that loophole so we can't do it anymore. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing with FFP, because they bring in FFP, and all the clever CEOs around the country go, well, all right, I can't spend this money, but if I bring in an official doorknobs partner for 30 grand, there's an extra 30 <laughs> yeah, grand in the yeah. coffers. Yeah. So they can go and buy it's another not, player or put it into the club somehow. It's not in the spirit of the rules, yeah. but at the same time, you can't punish it's, someone for doing something out of the spirit. They're not yeah, breaking any rules directly. It's, it's immoral, but it's not illegal. So our team's going to do that to get an advantage, 100%. Hmm. Look at Derby in the championship. Hmm. They've just signed Wayne Rooney, and it's 32 red that have paid his wages. And he's wearing the number 32 and shirt. And he's wearing the number 32 shirt. Is oh, that, my God, is that's that a right? coincidence, yeah. isn't it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, considering that's the amount the of rules thing. and regulate that, I mean, it's outside of our jurisdiction from Premier League Daily, but considering the efforts that are being made to... Yeah, there's similarities everywhere. on gambling, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy situation. That's there. new information to me. I am gobsmacked by that. Yeah. Right, we're going to take a little break now. We'll That's come back very soon. We're going to talk about Liverpool versus Chelsea tonight yes. in Istanbul for the European Super Cup very shortly. I'm going to go and have a word with Big the builders game. next door that are apparently trying to drill their way into the studio. Do you want to come on the podcast? They do. <laughs> we'll do it very soon on Premier League Daily. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Welcome back to Premier League Daily. Don't forget you can get this podcast via our brand new Amazon Alexa app. All you need to do is say Open Sports Social to access that. Not just the podcast, you'll also be able to access match reports for every single Premier League match and a daily team update for your team and your team only, whoever they are. Just say Open Sports Social to find that. Right now, though, we're talking about Liverpool versus Chelsea. The European Super Cup, Europe's answer to the Community Shield. Steve, you're a Liverpool fan. Do even you care about this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's nice to get a trophy or, or potentially play for the trophy. I oh, think does it count of, as a trophy if uh, you win it? It's well, the Community it, Shield it, it, debate it all over again. It counts as a trophy because you know, it's, it's a big deal. It's in a neutral ground. It's got lots of TV coverage and it's got two very high-profile uh, Premier League teams competing for it. So I think it is important, but... Um, it's a bit of, I just think it's a bit of a ball eight, to be fair, to drag the lads off to Istanbul, you know, just as the season started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for... It feels like a stupid time to have it, doesn't it? Slap bang in the middle of the first week. Get, get out of the way a week earlier. Get out well, of the way in pre-season. It used to be on a Friday night before the season started, or, or I imagine that. Um, it depends when your season starts, because Spain's season hasn't started, for example. So if the Spanish team won the Champions League last year, it starts before their season. But right. because we start earlier in England then it because they can't you know they don't know when it's when it's planned they don't know who's going to be in the Champions League final and who's going to be in the Super Cup the following mm. year so they don't know where like who's going to be in it so they just say right it's that date and this is and the first time ha- ever it's had two English teams exactly involved yeah. so in usually like you know if an English team played a Spanish team for example um, the Spanish team wouldn't have started their season they'd be a little bit less fit than yeah, the English team yeah. that's played one game but because it's two English teams yeah, it's a bit of needle to it I think I think you know we will go in with the intention of trying to win it tonight and I think we'll we'll put a pretty strong line-up out for it. I don't mm. expect a massive amount of rotation from a Liverpool point of view. It's quite interesting that Chelsea, after the weekend, will have to rotate a bit because it didn't pan out on, on Sunday at Old mm. Trafford for them. So I think as Frank Lampard is in his experimental stage with his new Chelsea team, he's, he's got probably more questions than Jurgen Klopp has to answer. Well, you've been talking about before the season started about Liverpool's fragility in their team and their thinness yeah. of the squad, yet we're two weeks into the season. You've got your keeper, Alisson, 
is oh, injured. God. He's, He's out like out a dagger to the heart. <laughs> Keita went off at training yesterday. He's got a muscle strain, so he's now out for a couple of weeks as well, it looks like. Surely Jurgen Klopp's going to go into this game going, the main priority is we don't lose anyone else. I, th- I think he will have that mindset, but I don't think it'll, it'll affect his team selection. I think, like, like I said, with it being a trophy up for grabs, whether we think it's an important one or not is up for debate, but I think... He will want to set Liverpool up to kind of get rid of Chelsea and put them to the sword, I think. I think they're a much better team than Chelsea. Um, I think they'll fancy the chances tonight. And I think he'll, even with Cater being injured in, in, in training yesterday, obviously Alisson is a massive miss for us because everyone knows mm. what a fan I am of our goalkeeper. And uh, Adrian's in place. I don't think it'll be enough for, for Chelsea to beat us tonight. Psychologically, Marley, this is important for Chelsea, isn't it? After the opening day yeah. defeat, 4-0 to United, even though it might be an insignificant trophy, they need to pull at least a performance out for this. Yeah, it's it's important, but also at the same time, it's a bit of a free hit because it's a, it's a free hit against another big team and, and, and it doesn't affect your, your league or anything like mm. that. So it's kind of like... It's a, almost another learning curve, um, but I, you know, I expect players like Pulisic, um, Pulisic, Giroud, people like that to start. Mount will probably get another go in, in midfield. So it's kind of like, it's a nice match for Lampard, but at the same time, he doesn't want to lose it because then he's been beaten by two of the top six in two different competitions, fair enough, but he's still been beaten by them. And it's psychologically a bit of like, you know, if they'd beaten Man United, if they scored first at the weekend, they probably would have gone on and won that match. Yeah, mm. But... They lost it, and that's a that's a bit of a kick. And then if they lose again tonight, then they're probably psychologically psychologically thinking we're not as good as uh, yeah we're not as good as Liverpool. We're not as good as United. Oh, we've got a, we've just got to go for top six here. It's a real test of Lampard and the reaction he can get out of those players, I guess, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's also it's, a test of the board's reaction as well because if Chelsea do get beat tonight, and if it was if it was a handsome defeat and Liverpool really do thrash him, which I think it'd be a bit tighter tonight. If I think he'll, he'll, he'll readjust the team and make him a bit more difficult to break down. But Chelsea's board is renowned for just going, oh, you know, Christ, we might not have done the right thing here. And, and they do Sacked do it after that quickly. two games. <laughs> yeah, impressive. Yeah. There's a statement coming out saying, we'd like to thank Frank Lapper for all his hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Mourinho will be in the, yeah, uh, in the studio going, do you need anyone? Let's yeah, uh, our, our, not do anything. Our sporting director, Marina, you know, Glasgow, it will begin the search for his replacement imminently. <laughs> <laughs> so this could be six trophies for Liverpool. If they win tonight, oh, they're still six, in six trophies this season. Yeah. Can you name them all, Steve? Uh, <laughs> six trophies would be the Super Cup, the Carabao Cup, the um, uh, FA Cup, the league, the Champions League. One more. Oh, and the World Club Championship (laughs) in Qatar. (laughs) We're all looking forward to a jaunt to Qatar in December to play FC Kangaroo uh, Spawn. (laughs) One of the most significant things from tonight, I think, is actually the all-women officiating team Yeah, that's going to be taking control, which is the first time it's ever happened in a major game in European football. Mm. And it's quite significant, but for some obscure reason, some people have taken offence to oh, the fact that there's Jesus. women referee in this one. I mean, it's do you know just... what? Do you know what you call those people who have a problem with that? They're wankers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, oh, yeah. but you know, she, uh, the, the referee in, in question, who, who's, I'm sorry, her name's eluded me for the time being, but she had a fairly decent women's World Cup, didn't she? Yeah. You know, she refereed the final. 
you know, kept a decent grip on the game. And, and why shouldn't she do it? Yeah. You know, why shouldn't her and her team be managing this game tonight? She's She's got her on, on merit. I don't think her gender mm. is anything to do with it. And I, I actually quite welcome it. I think it'd be quite interesting to see how it goes. And if, I hope that the, t- the assistant referees and the referee have a stormer tonight. What yeah. I think she's... is almost a shame with this situation is they've picked an all-women team as if it's kind of them making a Symbolic. point and going we've got this competition that isn't the Champions League final it's not the Europa League final and they're putting an all women team rather than a female referee and men a yeah. male fourth official or something like that it feels like it's deliberately making something significant and symbolic that should be just something that happens every day just just natural it should be a natural yeah. thing but it's, we... it's got to happen for the first time though so it's always going to it's always yeah. going to create some headlines whether you agree with it or disagree with it um, it is going to always, you know, have some some pull on the game. Um, it makes it slightly more interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. But the thing is, um, with UEFA, it doesn't seem natural, does it? It doesn't mm. seem like they've done it naturally. It, it feels like they've gone, oh, okay. Well, here, here's an opportunity to do this, and, yeah. and we'll make a big song and dance yeah. out of it, and and we'll talk about kind of you know respect. And it is significant, but yeah. it's almost like should it be made to feel significant, it or should, should it be, be made to think that something that's yeah, it should be normal. It's I hope a- that she like, I hope that she does well, and I hope it's like. Um, you know, Shine Massey when she came into the yeah. Premier League and she did that uh, assistant referee job for the first time and she was running the line and she didn't make any mistakes, but people were like, there's a f***ing woman on the touchline! <laughs> you know what, get a book in the that, kitchen! I it's think, like, uh, get lost, you yeah. melt. I think, yeah, good shout. But I think actually going back to that game, it might have been at Anfield that, mightn't it? Yeah. And, and she, she got a really close call, spot on, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. And so it's irrelevant of, of what sex she is. And, yeah. You know, she had the ability to call that decision and, and get it absolutely spot on. So I think but, it's progress and we've just got our yeah. ball progress. Yeah, definitely. The thing is as well, though, like, Sean Massey does a game every week in the Premier League. Mm. Like, people don't notice that. But you still see... No referee, still no female referee in the Premier League, though. Just a matter She's of time, sure. Assistant That'll referee, as you say, time, but no yeah. female referee. It'd be good yeah. to see that happening. But this, this um, the woman who's doing the Super Cup t- uh, tonight, she's refereed men's games before. Mm. Um, there's a female referee in Germany who's, I think, Howard, we- Howard Webb's wife, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. And she's Dropping a profe- some serious knowledge on us on the uh, Premier League. She's a professional League. referee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This isn't just... Ban- this isn't just people, call- people calling, you know... People melts on the radio. This yeah. is this is proper knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you, are, you are dropping some hot knowledge yeah. today. Yeah, she's called. Um, she's called Barbara something. I think. Uh, forget. Well, Barbara Webb. I assume it is. Barbara Webb. Webb yeah. <laughs> husband. Um, yeah. But no, she's done. She's done men's games in the past. And one thing I think it'll genuinely lead to tonight is lack of um, any abuse towards the referee. Because I think men will be male players will, will be, be much very more, interesting. It will be very interesting. They'll be much more, yeah. much less likely Respectful. to go. Oh, you've got that wrong, you. F- yeah, yeah. and certainly get in the referee's face as well. Yeah, uh, you know they won't be able to do any of that. Yeah. That will be really interesting. I'll watch that one with interest. Yeah. Stephanie yeah. Frappart. Okay, Frappart. Sticking on the subject of women in football as well, let's talk about Alex Scott for a second, who got a bit of criticism this weekend over her comments about Lionel Messi, suggesting he wouldn't get into the Manchester City team Ugh. and she got a little bit of criticism for this she said she was misquoted but if you take the f- statement at face value it's kind of a little bit ridiculous because Messi would get into any team but I think her point was that if you saw Manchester City as a team now and the way they played at the weekend who would you take out of that team in order to, to replace them can you kind of see yeah. the point there when would Man City if, if Pep Guardiola had the choice now and he could lose Sane or Sterling or Aguero or Bernardo, whoever it was, do you think he'd take that deal at this stage? Do you know what I think people are are kicking off about? I think it's... So Alex Scott has made a statement which has been taken out of context 
by people who want to take it out of context because let's go, let's cut to the chase here. She's a woman. She's a woman talking about football and people are taking it out of context to go, to sort of insinuate that she doesn't know anything about football and she shouldn't, she shouldn't be on TV or mm. in columns or whatever. She's made that point as in Messi is, like everyone knows Messi's better than every other player on the planet, possibly by Ronaldo, depending on Ronaldo's what you better. Well, that's, that's again, that's another podcast. But <laughs> spin-off podcast. So she's not. She's trying to say that it's not just about who's better; it's about who's better for the team. Yeah. So he's. So she's taking into account philosophies and styles and what do pe- what Pep Guardiola demands from a player. And I assume the type of player that that Guardiola is, would sign as well, i.e., not yeah. someone the age that Messi is. Yeah. It. T- she's taking into account the whole package, whereas we in we're so used to seeing absolute, you know. People, ex-pros just saying, oh, he's shit, oh, he's great, and he'd get in any team in the world, and blah, blah, blah. She's actually making a decent point, thinking about the whole context of what a player brings to you. It's better punditry than, mm. you know, Martin Keown saying that um, that um, Nicolas Pepe had a great a great summer for Wren when it was actually Ismail Assar in the Europa <laughs> League. It's like, Martin, you've done no research on that. For example, I'm just singling him out with the bloody millions of examples mm. of, you know, lazy punditry. so-called punditry, not knowing shit about of which you're here on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we, I think we're not ex-pros who claim who should know know better. Um, and then, so you've got her actually making informed judgment, and then people are people who want to take it the wrong way are taking it the wrong way because she's a woman. But in fact, there is a point there, and would Messi get in? Yeah, prob- he probably would. I don't think he would. Ah, but there, there you go. See, it's more of a debate. I Because I think, it, it, first and foremost, when you look at the Man City team, I mean, you, some of them players, for me, are undroppable mm. in that Man City. They're so good and so effective and they play the role so brilliantly and contribute too much. I don't know if anyone's read, um, uh, you know, Gil and Balaguer's book about uh, Pep Guardiola. He had a difficult relationship with Messi. For a start, yeah. Um, there's an instance in that book where there's, there's, there's a training session and Messi asks him if he can go and get a can of Coke. And Pep says to him, no, I don't want you to do that. Two minutes later, the whole squad's there. Messi rocks up sipping a can of full-fat Coke. Right, you know what I mean? He is a problem. Mm. Uh, and I think, I just don't see that guy getting in the Man City team at his age, like you say. And I think um, the intensity that Man City play at, and I'm going to be honest, and I'll probably get slaughtered on social media for this by kind of people saying I'm off my head and stuff like that, but it. Um, I just think that uh, he goes missing too much for me, Messi. Uh, you know, when at Anfield, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant now, but <laughs> at Anfield, when we beat him 4-0, what a great game, guys. Uh, <laughs> he, when Liverpool went 1-0 down, his head goes down. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And he gives up, whereas Cristiano Ronaldo gets that goal that Barcelona needs. So for me, he doesn't get in the Man City team. They need to get off a case. She said somewhat, like you say, on an informed basis, if you don't agree with it, just move on. But, but for I was me, just saying, yeah, there's, a, there's deeper reasons to that rather than He's a great player. He gets in every team in the world. Yeah. You look at the relationship between the players. You look at the relationship with the manager. You look yeah. at the age and all those things. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it, it, there is a question mark over it. It's, yeah. it's, Rightly so. The whole thing's similar to what David Moyes said um, just yesterday when yeah. he, when I think we talked about it yesterday's podcast when he said that you know uh, a Premier League eleven wouldn't beat Man City. And it's like the people who think they would absolutely roll over Man City are people who think that players don't need to gel. It's not mm. about the best eleven you put on the pitch in terms of talent, it's how they play together. So, for example, putting a guy who doesn't fit into your philosophy in one of your three striker roles where he needs to fit in, 
like yeah he's talented enough to do it but has he got the work rate like it's more of a debate than than people think I think he's absolutely spot on when you say that Abs- I couldn't agree more which is because Pepe famously axed Ibrahimovic didn't he at Barcelona because he didn't fit in yeah mm. exactly and, and, and Ibrahimovic could fit in any team in the world but it's like not Barcelona mm. no. like, not for me before we wrap up let me give you a couple of stats that I discovered when I was looking at this story earlier because this blew my mind so exactly how good Messi is and was for example so Messi's lowest goal total in the last 11 seasons what do you think the lowest season total he's got 45 what in all competitions yeah uh 38 <laughs> yeah it's bang on oh is it Actually, oh, bang on yeah. marley congratulations informed debate from the premier league daily and, and yeah. a load of people were talking about messi versus raheem sterling as well because raheem sterling is the informed player in the premier league right now mm-hmm. scoring goals for absolute fun so if you took messi's stats at the age of 24 years and 245 days, which is how old Raheem Sterling is at the moment. Messi played 310 games. Sterling had played 322. In those games, obviously it's not a direct comparison because they don't play exactly the same roles. Sterling had scored 96 goals. Over the same amount of games, how many goals had Messi scored by the time he was 24 going on 25? 173. 223 goals. Along with 90 assists. That's more than most strikers get in a career. Absolute phenomenon. There's no, there's Absolute no phenomenon. denying his ability. Certainly as a younger player, but I think that you know the point in question about now is what a 32 year old is he something like that? For me, he's not at that kind of level. He was still incredible. Don't get me wrong, but I think you know he he doesn't. He's pales into insignificance versus the previous Messi. He'd just about get in the West Ham team. I reckon. I think so. he do all right for you, Lionel. If you're listening. Trip to East London. You get kicked out of uh, <laughs> kicked out of training by Mark Noble. <laughs> get out of here with your yeah. South American shit. It'd be like Ma- it'd be like Mascarano not getting a looking for Hayden Mullins. <laughs> that happened. Right. Thank you very much for listening Cheers. to Premier League Daily. Cheers. Thank you to Marley. Cheers. Thank you to Steve. Don't Thanks, forget mate. to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you've got an Amazon Alexa, find our new sports social skill there. Just say to Alexa, "Open Sports Social," and we'll see you next time. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled on the shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club, but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only. With Sports Social, get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.